0: Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your Monday Night Raw post show for March 27th, 2023. I'm your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Monday evenings, wherever you may be. Man, we are finally here. It is WrestleMania week, and everybody is excited. Everybody's excited to get the weekend started already. The drinks are going to be flowing. And Monday Night Raw tonight had their WrestleMania go-home show. Highlighted by Cody Rhodes and Solo Sokoa in the main event. Undefeated Solo Sokoa. Cody Rhodes is also undefeated as well. But Solo Sokoa getting called up from NXT has not been pinned on the main roster as of yet. Tonight suffered his first main roster loss. At the hands of Cody Rhodes. I said it on Twitter. And I said it tonight in the intro of the show. I would be lying to you guys if I told you I wasn't bored with Monday Night Raw tonight. Now, not to say that it was a bad show. Because it wasn't a bad show. There was a lot I liked about this show. But I think my body, I think your guys' bodies are ready for WrestleMania. I I really do think that everybody is just collectively ready for WrestleMania. We've seen enough talk. We've seen enough build or lack thereof in some cases on this show and on Friday night. We've seen enough of the road to WrestleMania that I think we just want everything that we've seen and everything that we've digested, and everything that we've been invested in, I think we're all ready to see most of it, if not all of it, come to its conclusion on Saturday and Sunday. The biggest takeaway from tonight's show, and you know, there are still people out there that aren't going to believe me. I don't really give a shit about these people, but I love making them look like fools because, let's be real, You know, a lot of the people that watch me either watch me because you love me, watch me because I say exactly what you're thinking, or you just, or you just despise me so much that you just can't wait to see what I have to say next so that you could talk about it on social media, and the tweet blows up, and you get traction off what I do and my hard work. I've said it for weeks, ever since his name started being thrown around, and we've heard him, and the rumors and the whispers of him being backstage and Vince McMahon doing what he's got to do to sell the company and him kind of weaseling his way back into creative. There is no doubt in my mind that Vince McMahon has had a major hand in what has happened on the road to WrestleMania. I can't see a WrestleMania until the man's in the grave where he's not a part of it. I mean, Brock Lesnar and Omos is just the most blatant of Vince McMahon things. There are other things on this show that I could definitely see Vince McMahon having a hand in. But I watch this show a lot differently than a lot of people. It is my job to do so. Monday Night Raw back in August, Monday Night Raw back in September were vastly different shows than what we got the majority of 2023. That was a Monday Night Raw that was undergoing massive change. The flow of the show was different. The foundation of how the show was built was different. The formula of the show was not what we've been getting the last several weeks. There was more wrestling, more of a stance on women's wrestling back in those summer months. Everything that I just mentioned kind of faded away. We're not really getting a lot of that anymore. If we get wrestling, it doesn't go more than 10 minutes on this show. But, outside of all that, outside of all that, tonight's show was more like a Triple H show back in August and September of 2022 than we've seen all the year. Now, the foundation of the show is largely the, sh- largely the same. I-, I mean, it's three hours. It's just a- an arduous task to sit through. I-, I can't stand it even when it's good. But tonight's show definitely felt like a Triple H show. Why do I say that? Because this show was heavily relied on to get you hyped in the final push to WrestleMania. And they did so via a different way than what Vince McMahon usually goes and does on a go-home show. Normally, a go-home show is absolutely irrelevant. A Vince McMahon go-home show, I should say. Absolutely irrelevant. There would be more face to faces. There would be pay per view matches happening on the show that were actually happening at the pay per view. You guys remember those days, but who the fuck wants to go back to that? How many times did Vince McMahon put on a pay per view match that we were seeing at the pay per view one week one week before the pay per view because that's the way he thought people would get hyped for the match? I don't want to see the fucking match. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the match at the pay per view. You're giving to me. You're giving the match to me on, on Monday or Friday before the fucking pay per view. Nobody wants that. How many times have you seen Triple H do that? Zero. Zero. Triple H never in a thousand lifetimes would put a fucking pay-per-view match on the week before and then give it to you again at the pay-per-view. That's Vince McMahon's formula. What did Triple H do tonight? We got several in-ring promos. We got several vignettes. We got that last push via the Triple H mentality. And most of it was great. Finn Balor cut a great promo. We've seen a video package on Bianca Belair. We've seen a video package on Asuka. I'll get to that in a little bit. Video package on Asuka highlighting her dominance in NXT. Believe it or not. That's a Triple H move right there. I mean, you would never see that on a Vince McMahon show. Never. We got an Austin Theory in-ring promo that gave me fucking flashbacks to the Thunderdome, which I never want to hear from or see again, but Austin Theory cut a great in-ring promo on John Cena in an empty building. Dominic Mysterio cut a great promo on his father ahead of WrestleMania, claiming that he wishes Eddie Guerrero was his father and not Rey Mysterio. Gunther cut a great promo, very straightforward. Paul Heyman caught a tremendous promo on Cody Rhodes. There was a lot of great work on this show. And that's why I feel this was more like a Triple H pushed Raw, the final push into WrestleMania, more like a Triple H show than it was a Vince McMahon show that we've been getting for the last several weeks on this Monday night, Friday night, going into WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes, that's the big thing about tonight's show, man. Cody Rhodes and Solo Sokoa in the main event. Now, the outcome was never in question. Cody Rhodes was not losing. Cody Rhodes was not losing to Solo Sokoa. I didn't really even think WWE was going to give the L to Solo Sokoa tonight, to be brutally honest with you. But they did, they did give Solo his first loss tonight. And Cody Rhodes beat Solo Sokoa with a crossroads for the one, two, three. I, I don't want to sit here and, and say that Solo's buried. I've seen some people, you know, possibly throwing that word around or uh, whatever the case may be. Solo's not buried. They didn't feed Solo to Cody Rhodes. I mean, Solo really isn't factoring into any. I mean, they've built him up so great that a loss like this is not going to really do anything but bounce off of him. It's going to come back bigger, better, and stronger from this loss. And I like the whole mentality uh, of Solo Sokoa being the chosen enforcer in the bloodline. Chosen by Roman specifically to go out there and brutalize Cody Rhodes so that he walks into WrestleMania week against the Tribal Chief. I like that type of shit. It's very simple. Very, very simple yet effective storytelling. But there was no, re- there was no way Cody Rhodes was losing this match at all. I mean, the the whole premise of this is Cody Rhodes undefeated, Roman Reigns undefeated for the last three years, nearing 1,000 days as the world champion. I mean, it tells a great story. What I thought they were going to do tonight is we were going to get a DQ, and Cody was going to win via DQ because of the Usos in a three-on-one attack. Then you queue Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and then we get a six-man tag team match on Friday night which I would accept. I just got done complaining about Vince McMahon giving us matches before the pay-per-view. I think that would have made sense because it would have included Solo, and then he would have went in there with the Usos and wrestled Cody, Sammy, and KO on SmackDown as that big hurrah right before WrestleMania. Plus, you got Ring of Honor, Supercard, taking place on Friday night, and you got these other shows and the Hall of Fame taking place on Friday night. WWE wants to make it a big night. I felt like they were going to give you a big megastar match. On Friday night. That's what I thought the outcome of tonight's match. Was going to lead to. Now it very well still could end up being a six man tag team match. We'll have to wait till Friday. But. That's the way I thought tonight's show was going to end. I didn't think they would beat Solo. Uh, one two three with his shoulders being pinned to the mat. Paul Heyman cut a promo tonight. And we will go over exactly what he said. A little bit later but. It, it shows how effective Paul Heyman Is. And it shows how great Paul Heyman is when Roman is not there, as he can fill in the gaps when the tribal chief is not on the show. He never works Monday anyway, but Paul Heyman cut a promo tonight. And and this was after a Cody Rhodes promo where it it almost sounded like Cody was mentioning me, to be brutally honest with you. Not really mentioning me, but I, I know I've been very vocal in saying that Cody hasn't done enough. Cody doesn't deserve it, or something along those lines. He needs to be, you know, uh, or he's, he hasn't earned it, he said. He hasn't earned it. Uh, whatever Cody Rhodes said tonight is not going to change my mind. Whatever Cody Rhodes has said tonight is not going to sway my decision on, on what I feel about Cody Rhodes. Uh, I still feel Cody Rhodes should not win the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship at WrestleMania. I feel like he needs a little bit more time in the oven. I really do. I think Cody has a bigger story to tell. You know, I know a lot of people are hanging on six years and stardust and he's earned it and all this other shit. But the Paul Heyman promo tonight, the Paul Heyman promo that he cut tonight delivered every single Thing that I want the WWE to really build upon within the build of Roman and Cody and it came from Paul Heyman and not Roman Reigns. Everything that Paul Heyman said tonight is exactly what Roman Reigns should have said to Cody five weeks ago. And then you wonder why I have a problem with Cody Rhodes winning the world championship right now. And still, nobody has come to me with a logical explanation as to why you think it should be. Oh, he's earned it. No, he hasn't. He's been out more than he's been on TV. Always oh, earned it. No, he hasn't. Oh, WWE needs a world championship on Monday night. Absolutely. I'd be the first to fucking agree with you. But that's not the reason. That's not a reason. A standalone reason to take the titles off of Roman Reigns, nearing a thousand days. I don't give a shit who you are. I don't care. You could give me any excuse in the book. It's not going to change my mind. Now, for all we know, Cody's going to win the world championship on Sunday night. And if he does, I'm not going to have a problem with it. Because I want Cody to win the world championship. There are positives that come out of it. But I'm not here to go along and give you guys what you want to hear all the time. What kind of content creator, what type of podcast would I be, man? I like, I like really kind of angering the establishment. I like people angered, uh, angered at me. I, I like when people are mad at me. How, how could he say that? I don't know. It's my fucking opinion. You want your own opinion? Go start your own show. It's my opinion. I don't think Cody Rhodes should win the world title right now. Do they need to strike while the iron is hot? Again, I would have told you if it was a situation like, oh, they they need to do it. They need to do it. No, they don't. No, they don't. Because the WWE will be just as fine as they are now if Roman walks out of Los Angeles as the world champion. And WWE will be great with Rhodes without the championship around his waist, he will be fine. Because you want to know why? Because Cody is a master storyteller, and the story hasn't really flourished in the last five weeks. It's been mostly Heyman and Cody, and Roman's been there a handful of times, but Roman has been off TV for most of the fucking build. I don't really get a sense that Roman is quite done With Cody Rhodes yet at WrestleMania. Some people think it's a one and done. It may be. It may be. And then everybody gets their wish with the WWE Championship back on Monday Night Raw. Reportedly Triple H has a brand new world title. All ready to go when that day comes. I'll talk about that as well. I still don't think it's the right move. I don't. I don't think Cody winning the World Championship is the right move on Sunday night. But he got the win over Solo Sokoa tonight. And Solo is now looking at a loss in the L column, a one in the L column in his young WWE career. We're going to go over that. We're going to talk about the rumors of Triple H creating a new world championship. We're going to go over what happened on the show tonight. I want to thank you guys very much for joining me right here on the podcast. You guys have been great. It is going to be a fantastic week right here on the podcast And if you guys are looking for a schedule of what is coming up, I got it for you right here. There you go, man. WrestleMania week, right here on Off the Script. Obviously, it's Monday. We are live with the Raw Post Show. Tuesday, Resident Evil 4. It's not wrestling. It's video games. I'm a big Resident Evil guy. And 4 is my favorite game in the series. Followed by 7 and 8. 8 and then 7, kind of. But we'll be streaming on the new platform, Kick, tomorrow night. Giving that a test run. Wednesday night, Jesse and I will be live with the Dynamite Post. Thursday, we have Off the Script 471. SmackDown on Friday. That is the debut and the grand opening of my mother's basement as well. Saturday, I will be doing an NXT. A lot of people ask me, oh, well, where's NXT? Uh, I'm doing a NXT Stand and Deliver watch-along. That's happening at 1 p.m. I'll be live at 12.30. We'll go live for Stand and Deliver, and we'll have a couple of cold beverages early in the afternoon and enjoy ourselves, man. Saturday, Sunday, WrestleMania, the main event, and then Monday night, The Raw After Mania live stream. It is going to be tremendous. And I hope you guys join me on the podcast. It is going to be awesome. We already broke records in January for the Royal Rumble. 6,700 plus on this show for the Royal Rumble. Last year, we did 14,000 live viewers between night one, night two, and the Raw After Mania. I want to do 14,000. Alone just for WrestleMania, and then another five on Monday. I'm gonna near 20,000 live this year for WrestleMania weekend, man. I hope you guys show up, dress to impress for my mother's basement, and bring your favorite cold beverage, man. It's gonna be an awesome weekend right here on Off The Script, and I'm gonna be dead tired. I'm gonna be dead tired, man, but that's the life of a content creator during WrestleMania weekend is our Super Bowl. So we gotta be uh, ready, always. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. We are nearing 50,000 followers on Twitter, so make sure you guys go follow me there. We'll absolutely hit that for WrestleMania weekend. We are nearing 143,000 subscribers on YouTube as well. We're legitimately 24 subscribers away. Thank you very much for all that support there. Go check out last night's podcast, episode 470. We talked about the CM Punk situation. My thoughts on it. So make sure you guys go check that out. Excellent discussion as always. We had 2,500 last night on the live stream on the homepage for you and everything else that you might have missed. Super Chats are open. Get them on in. We'll hang out at the end of the show with our cold beverages. Super Chats, always there for you guys if you want to show some appreciation. Never, never an obligation. Memberships, they're open. Get them on in because Friday is going to be members only. So if you are a channel member, you will be allowed into my mother's basement chat room Make sure you guys sign up if you guys want to be a part of the chat on Friday night. If not, uh, I don't know what to tell you. I'll see you Saturday night for WrestleMania. And tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at BlueChew. BlueChew.com, code JD at checkout. Make sure you guys check them out. Get your free sample. All you have to do is pay the $5 shipping and handling. Moving on, man. Let's get into tonight's Monday Night Raw, and we open we open tonight's show with a Miz TV segment that I was actually kind of afraid of because the Miz TV segments usually are very boring and they don't really add any any depth or any value to the show. But this was actually not that bad of a a Miz TV segment. And, And there was a lot that I actually liked about this as well. So we open with Miz TV. Miz is hosting WrestleMania, as you guys know. So he makes his entrance, and he sits down, and he welcomes everybody to the show. He asks the fans if they were feeling the WrestleMania energy. Becky Lynch, Lita, and oh, my goodness, Trish Stratus. Oh. Holy shit, man. Whatever that fountain of youth is that she found, man, she looks fantastic. That's all I'll say. Unbelievable. More Trish on this show, please. I think that uh I think that kind of is the sentiment of the OTS venue as well. More Trish on this show. Can't forget Lita either, but Trish is uh Tony Brad, let me tell you, man, Tony Brad's loving some Trish Stratus on this show. Um, Miz is sitting with all three ladies, lucky him. Becky is going at the Miz's tiny balls. So, Becky asked Ms, or Ms asked Becky, rather, what it feels like to know she couldn't handle damage control on her own and had to bring in reinforcements. She said that he sounds like a very insecure man with notoriously tiny balls. So Ms. then says, they aren't tiny, they are massive, and this is verified by his wife.
1: There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. I don't give a shit about
0: the Miz's tiny balls. I don't. Miss says that they're not tiny. They're massive. Becky said it must feel good that his wife didn't get around much before dating him. Because, I mean, who wants a guy with tiny balls, right? She could have had big balls, but she opted for tiny balls. So Becky said she doesn't... Listen, man, listen. Whatever the Miz is going through, man, it's not worse than Rusev getting cucked out by Bobby Lashley. That's all I'll say. I know genius is in the chat. I had to throw that in there for uh, my guy, Mr. Genius, Dr. Evil Genius. There you go. Cucking, man. Nobody wants a cock, okay? Don't be like Rusev. If you got tiny balls, I'll take tiny balls over being a fucking cock. Um, Becky says she doesn't get along with many people, but there are two that she does get along with. She said when people fight for her, she fights for them. Ms. X, Lita, and Trish, why they returned now to play backup for Becky Lynch. Now, I don't know if you guys looked at Trish Stratus's reaction to this. She didn't really give a uh, excited answer. She just sat there in silence. She kind of had this, I don't want to say cold demeanor on her face. But she kind of turned it over to Lita, who then answered the question about why they are playing backup to Becky Lynch. Now, if you guys were paying attention to the recent reports of Trish Stratus as of late, the Twitter account WRKD Wrestling, I don't know how viable they are, I don't know how credible they are first reported several weeks ago that there were plans for Trish Stratus to turn heel and eventually wrestle Becky Lynch at SummerSlam. Dave Meltzer reported in the Wrestling Observer newsletter, and his stock has kind of plummeted in the last few days. Dave Meltzer reported in the Observer that he has also heard those rumors, but the only thing he could confirm was that there were twists and turns coming within this storyline. Tonight on Raw, The Miz asked how it feels to play second fiddle to Becky Lynch. Lita responded, but Trish did not say anything. This is being considered the first hint. And if all goes according to plan, it looks like we'll be seeing a heel Trish Stratus soon. Both women have wanted to work together for a long time. And at this point, we don't know if Lita will be involved in the feud. Now, it's possible that the turn could happen at SummerSlam, but I don't even go and do it at SummerSlam, to be quite honest with you. I, I, don't, have, I don't have Trish turn at SummerSlam, or uh, at WrestleMania, rather. I, I don't have Trish turn at WrestleMania. I have damage control implode at WrestleMania, and I have EO and Dakota leave daily, and I have them finished as a group, because it's obviously a failure. Damage control is a failure. I think EO needs to be on her own. I think EO needs to go solo and we get that NXT EO back. Dakota Kai, I, I don't know what she's going to do. She could stay with Bailey, and they could just break EO away or they could just break both of them away. I don't know if Dakota is going to last on her own on the main roster unless there's going to be a major push to get her into a big-time program and, and make her a star on the show. Maybe she could still use that rub from Bailey. I don't know, but damage control needs to go away. I think that's what really needs to happen. Damage control needs to go away. So, this is being considered the first hint. Trish not answering this question by The Miz is being considered the first hint of her turning heel. So, Lita says she doesn't feel like a backup. She feels like one half of the tag team champions. Very lame, very uh, very childish, second grade-like answer there by Lita. She was interrupted by damage control. Out walked Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. Bailey told Miz to stop talking because she had something to say. Fans were booing. Bailey got some nice looking heat here. Not now, Phoenix, you idiots! I have something to say. So they booed louder. She said every step they've taken since Summerslam has led them to this match, and Lita and Trish are in the ring acting like they still mean something, but the truth is they haven't in 20 years. Trish said the belt on their shoulders indicates. They mean something right now. Bailey said there was a time it would have been a dream match to face them, but now it's a different kind of dream. Then they started giving Phoenix, uh, they started giving Bailey the what chant. She repeated herself louder and said they can't relate to success because they can't accomplish crap. Bailey said their dream is to take out the top woman in the division and two legends along with her. Becky said those two behind Bailey haven't done anything and are nothing more than lackeys. She said she thought this would end at war games or when they took the tag team titles, but now it could end at WrestleMania. They yelled at each other, and we got Becky Lynch versus EO Sky in the open of the show. You know, I'm not a big fan of Becky Lynch. I could sit here and do the, uh, the, the whole Gollum impression of Becky Lynch... But I can't really sit here and poke fun at Becky Lynch for what she said because everything she said, there is legitimacy to her words. There is weight behind what Becky Lynch said. Damage control is a failure. Bayley, EO, and Dakota have been nothing more than a failure. And EO and Dakota have been paired up with Bayley and their lackeys, and they aren't really doing much of anything. And Becky called that out. And good for her. Is that the first sign of a damage control breakup? Are they going to take what Becky Lynch said and go into WrestleMania? And instead of Trish turning heel at WrestleMania, are we going to get damage control imploding and turning on Bailey because of the seeds that Becky Lynch planted tonight? I don't know. I don't know. I think that's the right move at the end of all of it. And I think a stronger women's division is a damage control breakup scenario happening with EO going solo and her getting involved in the women's division and chasing the women's championship, going into SummerSlam. And then we get Dakota Kai and a couple of call-ups possibly to really bolster the women's division. Because everything that Becky Lynch said here was correct. Everything that Ronda Rousey is feeling about the women's division and the writing and the creative when it comes to the women's division, is absolutely correct. I could sit here and poke fun at Ronda all day long, too, because Ronda sucks. Ronda is boring. I could sit here and call her Ronda Drowsy for fucking two hours. But Ronda is correct on the fact that Vince McMahon and the old administration did not get women's wrestling. They didn't care about women's wrestling. They didn't care to book meaningful stories in the women's division. That's what really fucked Ronda Rousey over and the presentation of Ronda. They didn't know what they were doing. So Ronda kind of snapped on an Instagram post and basically called out the creative aspect of WWE in regards to their women's division. Good, because I've been saying this for years, years. Big Swole even got in on it. I 100% back Ronda Rousey. Old men in wrestling is a norm now. Booking. You see a lot of middle-aged, older men in wrestling, handling, producing, writing, and every aspect. There needs to be a youth movement in pro wrestling. That that was a problem. I don't know why anybody would want to go back to that. Vince doesn't give a shit what we want. He wants to go back to that. Because he thinks he knows it all. So I agree with everything Rhonda said last night. I agree with everything Bayley said here tonight. Shit needs to change. And then we get a Becky Lynch and Io Sky match on Monday night. That resembled something that Triple H wants to do with the women's division. Io is great. Io showed you exactly why she could be one of the best wrestlers in the entire company. Never mind in the fucking division. In the company, period. And Becky and EO worked very well together. Nice back and forth, clean finish with all the outside interference that was going on there between those on the outside. This was a very good match. Very good match. We got two big spots that happened here. EO hit Lynch with a springboard dropkick, and Lynch came back with a superplex. EO hit consecutive German suplexes. Lynch hit an exploder. Sky drop kicked her off the top rope and hit a springboard moonsault for a two. And Lynch eventually dodged the big moonsault off the top rope, her finish, and then recovered and hit a manhandle slam for the one, two, three. And Becky, obviously, because she's a, a tag team champion with Lita, beats... Io Sky tonight on Monday Night Raw, and it was a very good back-and-forth match that went a lot longer than the one-minute affairs that we've been getting in recent weeks with the women on Monday Night Raw. Good stuff. Damage Control versus Lita, Becky, and Trish. I, I mean, I don't really care about the build, but it should be an entertaining match. Uh, you know, you go back to Clash at the Castle... And the six-woman tag team match that Damage Control had at Clash of the Castle was very good. Now, I don't know how Lita and Trish are going to hold up. The last time we saw Lita in the ring, she she moved like she was moving in fucking quicksand. You know, she was very botchy, very slow, very, uh, you know, not what Lita is known for. She definitely showed her age on Monday night when they won the tag team titles, but I'm expecting a decent match here. That's why you got Becky there to handle most of the load. And then you got Bailey and EO and Dakota all very good at what they do. But I think it's going to be a fun match. Do I care about it like I care about some of the other shit on WrestleMania? No, I don't. And I can't wait for it to be over. We need something new. We need something fresh. We need a new direction. Does Trish turn on Becky at WrestleMania? No. Like I said, I would rather see a damage control implosion. I would rather Trish turn on Monday. That would be a big story. Or maybe, maybe we wait because Ronda and Shayna are going to win those tag team championships. And maybe we wait to do it a little bit closer to SummerSlam so that we don't do it too early. Ronda and Shayna are going to win that women's showcase match at WrestleMania. They're going to be the number one contenders for the tag team titles. Maybe we get that match happening in Saudi or at Backlash in Puerto Rico. And maybe we get that match with Shayna and Ronda winning and then we get Trish turning on Becky there and costing them the titles, giving Ronda and Shayna the belts. And then we're off and running with Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus going to SummerSlam. I think that's a little bit more logical there. Can't do it too early, but we'll uh, we'll get there and we'll cross that bridge when we get there with those four ladies. But I do think that it's coming. I, I do think that uh, what, what people were calling out tonight as a, as a big hint is definitely heading in that direction with Trish Stratus. We got a video package of Bianca Belair and her title defense of the Raw women's title against Asuka. Asuka was highlighted in this video package. Bianca got one a little later in the show too, but they got a video package playing on Asuka and they showed her NXT days. They showed her track record in Japan with some highlights including Japan and NXT including notes about her initially winning the NXT Women's Championship and going on that 900-plus day undefeated streak. Lita, Kevin Owens, Molly Holly, Charlotte, and MVP were in this video package, all touting how devastating Oscar can be when she's put in these types of situations. This was an excellent video package. And this is why I said this was a more Triple H-directed go-home show for WrestleMania than it was a Vince McMahon show. Because I don't think Vince McMahon would actually put this level of care and pick out those scenes and those highlights of NXT to put them in this thing under his watch. I don't think we would have even gotten anything that resembled this video package for Asuka on a Vince McMahon show. But all this did, all this video package on Asuka did was highlight how great Asuka was in NXT and how we haven't gotten that Asuka On the main roster. All this video package did was make me want the NXT Oscar back. Because we haven't gotten anywhere close to that in her entire run on the main roster. And Oscar is fucking great. That's the Oscar we need back. That's the Oscar that I want to show up at WrestleMania. Not this fucking goo from the mouth and dancing and all this other shit that Oscar. She never did any of that shit in NXT. She didn't need to. She didn't need to do any of that shit in black and gold. Vince McMahon made her a fucking comedy character. That's what he thought Japanese women should be portrayed as. Comedy. Oh, they don't speak English. Let's have her dance. Says Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard. That's how you do an undefeated shriek. That. Oscar's undefeated shriek was fucking great. It was legendary. It's something that's never going to be broken down there. Ever. People were talking about Mandy Rose. Being the greatest NXT women's champion. How fucking dare you even throw that that saying, that quote out on live television, on that show. You gotta be out of your fucking mind. Comparing Mandy Rose and Oscar is a sin. You can't. Mandy Rose's title run was nothing like Asuka's. That's the Oscar we need at WrestleMania. We got a clip of last week's angle with Logan Paul and Seth Rollins. And we got a clip that aired from last week on WWE.com as an exclusive. Kathy Kelly approached Logan Paul after he knocked Seth Rollins out for a second time. He was boasting about what he did and vowed to do it a third and final time at WrestleMania. Should be a uh, great match between Logan Paul and Seth Rollins. Could actually steal the entire weekend if they are given the amount of time to do so. So we will see what happens. Seth Rollins, he was interviewed by Kathy Kelly, live back on the show. Kelly said Logan has sucker punched and knocked him out twice in recent weeks. She asked if Seth has anything to say about that. Mustafa Ali then interrupted and said that since Seth has nothing nice to say about him, is it only Seth that has nothing nice to say about him? Or is it everybody? He won't be saying anything at all to Seth Rollins. He said Logan and his crew had no idea who he was before the Royal Rumble. And now Logan and his fans can't wait to see if he lands another KO punch at WrestleMania. He says he should be more grateful. You should be more positive, Ali. I don't know what they're doing with Ali, but he is the quintessential jobber to the stars. That's exactly what he comes off as. He doesn't come off as a star himself. He comes off as a fucking joke. And he's so much better than what they are giving him to do. Seth laughed and said he gets his play on words. Ha ha. Seth says he deserves a prize for being so clever. He said Ali once begged him for a fight when he was the United States champion. Good things come to those who wait. He said tonight he'll wrestle him in the middle of that ring. He laughed and walked away. Ali said that wasn't what he was getting at. No, I knew, I knew what you were getting at, Ali. You're about to be buried in two minutes, and that's exactly what happened at the hands of Seth Rollins. Um, Rollins wins in two minutes, and we got two curb stomps, and that was basically it. The one positive I could say about Mustafa Ali under this terrible new gimmick that he's got, positive Ali, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's so much better than what they are giving him right now. He sells like a beast, man. He makes everybody that he's in the ring with look fucking great. He sold the shit out of that corner curb stomp that Rollins did tonight, and then he sold the shit out of the one that was the pinfall, uh, deciding pinfall there on the curb stomp. One, two, three, and that was basically it. That was basically it. Rollins is over as fuck. The crowd loves him. This is the hottest he's ever been. It's amazing what a great theme song would do for you, right? Nobody knows how important theme songs are until you listen to Seth Rollins and fucking Cody Rhodes and Sami Zayn and KO themes. Themes are such a vital part of a performer's package, really. Seth gets on the microphone. It says if you can't beat Logan at WrestleMania. He's the joke, not Logan Paul. Fans groaned. Seth said Logan threw him out of the Royal Rumble and cost him the Elimination Chamber and cheap shotted me not once but twice. He said, in five days, it all comes back around. Seth said, April 1 is Logan's birthday, so the fans will be serenading him all night long with his theme. And then he had the crowd sing along to his theme one final time as Seth was in the middle of the ring, soaking up the melodious tones of Phoenix, Arizona. Should be a great match. I'm excited to see what these two guys come up with at WrestleMania. Derek Corbin boring Corbin. He's backstage with Adam Pierce. and it's embarrassing, says Corbin, that he doesn't even have a match scheduled at WrestleMania. You know, in fact, you make WrestleMania more embarrassing by being on the show. I think he's got that backwards. I don't know who's worse, Ali or Corbin at this point. Chelsea Green interrupts Adam Pierce, and Pierce said, Corbin, listen, bro, you're a part of the Battle Royal. Get out of here. I put you in the Battle royal, which actually is not on WrestleMania. It's on Friday Night SmackDown, but they're coining these shows WrestleMania Raw and WrestleMania SmackDown, which is fucking stupid because it's not really WrestleMania. You're trying to make these guys feel a little bit more important and feel a part of the show, but they're not in Los Angeles yet. They're not even in Los Angeles. They're in Phoenix, Arizona. You're calling it WrestleMania Raw. No. I thought we were getting rid of these WrestleMania-themed shows that really aren't WrestleMania. WrestleMania Backlash, WrestleMania Raw, WrestleMania SmackDown. The more you do that, the more it devalues the actual WrestleMania in it. Gotta be a Vince McMahon thing. You're a part of the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal on Friday. Get out of here. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Then he turns his attention to Chelsea Green, who's obviously much easier on the eyes she wanted to know why she's not a part of the WrestleMania Showcase qualifying match later. Adam Pearce said, no one wants to team with you. Piper Niven doesn't want to team with you. Carmella, don't know what happened to her all of a sudden. That actually had the makings of a decent tag team there. And then all of a sudden, Sonia Deville walks up and said, Pearce is intimidated by strong women. Of course he is. Of course he's intimidated by strong women, which is not the case at all. He just doesn't like a bitch in his face every single week. A Karen in his face every single week. Neither would you. Sonya walked up and Pierce said that they could be a team and call themselves the Complaint Department or Misery Loves Company. Adam Pierce got two solid names right there. I think I actually like the Complaint Department a little bit better. Sonya told Green that, you know, he's usually not that smart, but this is a good decision. I used to do my job better than him anyway when I was running this show. In walked Corbin and said, seriously, they got a WrestleMania match, but I don't. Sorry, Corbin. Sorry, Corbin. There's always a nice tomahawk steak and a glass of whiskey with your name on it, bro. Just give me a call. Hour two. We got clips of Brock Lesnar and the mighty Nigerian giant. (laughs) (laughs) It's the way Omar sounds. I don't, I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. It's the way Omas sounds. So, we see clips of whatever they've been doing in the ring. Brock Lesnar and Omos. Corey Graves is in the ring, about to introduce both of these men for a WrestleMania weigh-in. I wonder who booked this segment, man. Holy shit. Certainly wasn't Triple H that booked this fucking segment. Triple H probably called up, hey, yo, Vince, listen, pal, Uh, what do you want to do for the final push for Omos and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania? This is your match. I'm not touching this shit with a fucking 20-foot pole, bro. Uh, What do you want to do here for the go-home show? Ah, let's do a weigh-in with the two giants. That's good shit, pal. It's exactly what we got. Vince McMahon loves his weigh-ins. How many weigh-ins did we see with Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman? How many weigh-ins did we see with Bobby Lashley and all my... It's always a fucking weigh-in. It's always a weigh-in. That's good shit, pal. So MVP takes the microphone away from Corey Graves... He talked about how Lesnar has defeated some of the greatest ever, like Kurt Angle, Roman Reigns, and. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, he said, every piece said, go. <laughs> a fucking comedian man he said Goldberg (laughs) oh man listen listen MVP Uh, you're you're a funny motherfucker man you're a fucking comedian Goldberg really Goldberg greatest of all time Oh man listen man you want you want some comedic value man you listen to monday Night raw man they got some fucking gems thrown in there man holy shit oh man <laughs> goldberg get the fuck out of here man anyway after that comedic moment by mvp he said the streak ending at wrestlemania with the undertaker was perhaps his biggest achievement he said Lesnar cannot suplex or F5. Omas. Omas then weighed in at four hundred and ten pounds. MVP said Lesnar is a bad man, but he's not that bad. This segment is bad. Is it bad compared to Omas? They're about even. They're about even. Lesnar entered the ring, and he walks down. Was was Lesnar even weighed? On this show, I don't think I don't even think Lesnar weighed in. Lesnar, Lesnar enters the ring. He attacked Omas. He charged into him and knocked him into the ropes. He stumbled and picked up the scale. He was supposed to weigh himself. He did not. Omas kicked Lesnar in the head as Lesnar was swinging the scale at him. Lesnar rolled out of the ring as Omas picked up the scale. Lesnar leaned against ringside to regroup, and fans were chanting. Suplex City. Omas's music played. Who, by the way, he got new theme music. I don't know why they changed it. theme music was probably the best thing about Omas' presentation. And they got rid of the theme music. Now they gave him something that doesn't even resemble fucking. I couldn't even fucking understand what it was. They changed this guy's fucking theme music. Why? Boy, you really want to make him fucking feel worse than he already does, right? Listen, man. I, I don't care. I I, I don't care. I, I don't care about this. What does Lesnar weigh? Vince, that's what I want to know. You left us hanging without Lesnar giving us an official weight. Shoulder tackles, Lesnar's falling over, Omos fucking clumsily falling into the ropes. If this is any indication about, it, and then you got geeks online. Oh, this is this is real wrestling, man. This is going to be an attraction match, man. Why are you so angry and mad, man? This shit sucks. If this is any indication about what is going on with this match, keep it. I don't care. I don't want it. I don't want to know about it. I don't care to see it. This shit sucks. I want you guys to understand this. I want you guys to understand something. That they opted... To take Bobby. Now listen, granted, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar has been fucking awful for the last three times they've been in the ring. Awful. But I would take it eight days out of seven compared to Brock Lesnar and Omas. Bobby Lashley got put in a feud with Bray Wyatt, who now is ill and is missing WrestleMania, and now has been delegated to an Andre the Giant Jobber Battle Royal. And Omos has a major WrestleMania match on the grandest stage of them all. You don't find that to be fucked up? You don't find that to be a problem? You don't find that to be problematic? You would rather Omos on the show uh, against Lesnar than Bobby Lashley in, say, a street fight or a steel cage or a a, a no DQ match, a last man standing match or something along those lines. This is what you want. If what they did in the last two meetings they were in the ring is any indication about this match, this may go down as one of the worst WrestleMania matches of all time. But then you got, oh, it's going to do, it's going to do, it's going to do great
1: YouTube numbers, man. Oh, Cody, Cody, can I ask you a question, Cody?
0: Fucking ridiculous, man. A video package aired on Charlotte Flair and her defense against Rhea Ripley. I took a shit during this segment. What she said, I don't fucking care. What fucking, what firmware is she on now? What 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 update are we on with Charlotte Flair? Who cares? Backstage, Rhea Ripley was interviewed by Byron Saxton. Ripley said there's no denying how great Charlotte is but she doesn't need to be reminded by her all the time. How many times she's been champion? No, neither do I. Oh, Charlotte's a 14-time champion, but I can't remember one single reign. 14 times, and not one of them will go down as a memorable reign. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? You know, somebody out there, somebody out there's favorite wrestler is Charlotte Flair, man. How many title reigns do you have that is actually memorable? Zero. The only thing people remember about Charlotte Flair is the fact that she's Ric Flair's daughter and that she's married to Andrade El Idolo. It's the only thing that they remember about Charlotte Flair. She doesn't want to know how many times she's been champion. She said she won't let Charlotte's legacy define her destiny She said she must beat Charlotte and become the biggest star in the industry, and I need Charlotte's title to do so. She said Charlotte can't stop her from becoming the SmackDown Women's Champion at WrestleMania. Wow, man. Listen, this is a WrestleMania main event like promo, man. I mean, with the back and forth that we saw from these two women, man, this is the main event of WrestleMania. If this shit main event's over Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and the Usos, man, we got a fucking problem. We got a fucking problem. Yes, it's a big deal. This shit, as far as I'm concerned, doesn't even belong on the fucking show with the bill that we've been getting. Finn Balor. We got a little sound bite of Finn Balor addressing Edge. He says it was always going to lead to hell in a cell. He says he doesn't summon his demons. His demon is always there you just have to look closely. They overlaid the demon's face paint over Balor's face, flashing in and out on the screen. And then we got the graphic of the demon Finn Balor versus Edge, Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania. Now, the rumor going around is that Edge is going to... I don't know if he's going to factor into the match or not or, uh, or, or what the case is, but... It looks like WWE is rumored to bring in The Brood or Gangrel and give Edge a brood-like gimmick going into this match to combat the demon Finn Balor. So, that should be interesting interesting. The last time we saw the Brood entrance for Edge with Gangrel uh was when he was feuding with Seth Rollins and that whole uh, that whole feud there. So, looks like they may be uh kind of channeling Edge's inner Demon as well with his throwback to the brood to combat the demon, Finn Balor at WrestleMania. Sounds like like a fun time to me, man. Sign me up. Braun Strowman and Ricochet, along with the Street Profits versus Otis, Chad Gable, or Otis, Chad Gable, and the Viking Raiders. This is Eric and Ivar of the Viking Raiders, WrestleMania Showcase Preview Match 8-Man Tag. Uh, this was actually very good, to be quite honest with you, man. It really it really puts the ladies to shame. There's two showcase matches. The men are giving you every reason why they belong on WrestleMania. And all eight of these guys did fucking fantastic tonight. And the crowd was big into it. And they showed you, all eight of them showed you exactly why they deserve to be on WrestleMania. I don't know what else to tell you. This was fun Especially down the stretch, man. Crowd popped big for the last 45 seconds or so, man. Really exciting stuff. Eric and Ivar, they were beating up Montez. Then they showed Maxine Dupree admiring Otis from the back. So Ford tagged in to Dawkins. He got the better of Ivar. Later, Ricochet broke up Eric's cover on Dawkins. Dawkins then tagged in the big man. Braun Strowman. And Braun circled the ring at full speed and knocked down everybody with the Strowman Express. Back in the ring, he power slammed Eric, who looked like more of a spine buster. He then tore off his shirt. He tagged in Ricochet, who jumped on his shoulders and launched him off with a senton off of Strowman's shoulders. And then Montez leapt over Braun, who was standing there and did a twisting frog splash... For the one, two, three, man. Crowd loved everything about this. Awesome stuff. They showed Maxine in the back again, who looked very stressed out. That Gable was cheering on uh, with Otis at the end of the match. Or, or standing there, rather. They had nothing for them to cheer for. They lost. But they were uh, standing together, arm in arm, as best buddies. And Maxine Dupree did not like this at all. The so Profits and Ricochet will Braun Strowman win. Excellent. And like I said, all eight of these guys showed you exactly why they should have a very, very good match at WrestleMania. Man, that four-way match is going to be fun. Kathy Kelly interviewed Cody Rhodes backstage. She asked if he put himself in a vulnerable position by taking on solo less than a week before WrestleMania. He said Solo hasn't been pinned or submitted yet. He said the bloodline knows the answer to the question of whether Cody Rhodes has earned it. He says he's not only earned it, he's lived it. So he, he he goes on this this little tangent about people telling him that he hasn't earned it. He certainly has earned it. He's lived it. He said Solo will find out he's not ready and then he'll beat Roman Reigns and become the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion at Wrestlemania. Cody has not earned it. The only thing that Cody has earned here is a right to wrestle Roman Reigns because he won the Royal Rumble. What has Cody done in WWE? What has Cody done in WWE to warrant him taking the title off of Roman Reigns who's held the title for three years and is nearing 1,000 days? Nobody has really answered that question for me. There is no answer. The only answer that you can come up with is a lame excuse to take the titles off Roman Reigns because A, you don't like him, B, you find him boring, and C, Monday Night Raw needs a world championship. So yes, let's take the titles off of our biggest star to put it on Cody, who's basically done less than nothing leading into this match on Sunday night. Finish the story. The story hasn't even begun to be played out on television. You want the title on Cody Rhodes' Meanwhile, we basically got half of the story, not even half of the story, 30% of the story, and you want Cody to finish the story. Sure thing. Paul Heyman caught a promo later on, which we will get to in a little bit, which basically documented everything that needed to be said in the lead up to this match. Paul Heyman said it, and Roman Reigns should be the one that said it. We finally got the Bloodline Wrestlemania skit. uh, It was a parody of The Goodfellas. One of my favorite movies of all time. So they were in a restaurant similar to uh, when Joe Pesci was there with Ray Liotta. Heyman, Sokowa, Reigns, and The Usos laughing at Reigns. Reigns played the role of Ray Liotta. And Paul Heyman played the role of Joe Pesci in this thing. Heyman said he's funny. Reigns got serious and asked Heyman what he means by that. So Heyman was kind of tripping over his words and he said he was impressed by him and how he's funny. And then Reigns asked, you think I'm funny? Funny like a tribal clown. You think I'm funny? Reigns asked Heyman if he said he's there to amuse him. And then they all broke into laughter together because Roman Reigns was just poking fun at good old Paul E. So then the server comes over and asks Reigns something, and Reigns took a bottle and bashed the server over the head with the bottle, and then he said, this is the same guy that was asking for WrestleMania tickets just last week. And then Solo Sokoa leans in and says, I think you're a funny tribal chief. It's pretty weird that Solo Sokoa acts That moment, for the second time ever, uttered words on the main roster. A lot of people were asking me, was that an inside tease? Was that a seed planted that Solo Sokoa has a problem with the tribal chief? Because he stood there with literally no emotion. Now, I would love to know how Solo stood there with no emotion and not laughing with the rest of them. Did he find none of this humorous? I mean, Solo Sokoa's got to have the fucking... Patience of a goddamn saint. I would love to know how many takes they did for him to sit like that through how many takes and not laugh once during this entire thing. This was easily by far the best parody of whatever movie they went out there and parried this year. Um, this one was the best, and I would say the Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch one, even though I wasn't a big fan of that one, the Joker one with Becky playing Batman and Seth Rollins playing Joker was... By far the second best, but I wasn't a big fan of it, like I said. Easily, this Goodfellas won. We knew it was going to be good, and we were all anticipating it, and they gave it to us on the Go Home Show for tonight's Monday Night Raw. He's got no emotion. Guy's got uh, balls of steel that he got. No reaction at all emanating from him. Just sitting there. No smiling, no laughing. I don't even think he blinked his eyes. Solo. We got another video aired on the asuka Air match, and this time they documented how great Bianca Belair is and how she's got the it factor and how we can't spell WrestleMania without EST. Liv Morgan, Corey Graves, Montez Ford, obviously her husband, Beth Phoenix, and Kevin Owens were all shouting or praising Belair for her work in the WWE. Boy, WWE realizes that they were going absolutely nowhere down a dead-end street for this Bianca Belair and Oscar feud that they had to put two video packages together because what else could be fucking said and done here with these two ladies? The entire feud has been built off blue fucking goo coming out of Oscar's mouth. One week, it's blue. The next week, it's green. Bianca Belair standing there looking confused Then they have to team together in Vince McMahon's very formulaic and very stereotypical, can they coexist? Storyline. Because you got to feud the two tag teams, you got to feud the uh, challenger and champion in a fucking tag team. Can they coexist? Says Vince McMahon. That's his build. Guarantee you this is a Vince McMahon booked feud. Right here going into WrestleMania. Triple H doesn't book can they coexist? Storylines. He doesn't. I can't remember one fucking can-they-coexist storyline that he booked in NXT. If you can come up with one, I'd I'd love for you to tell me. One of my favorite parts of the show, Austin Theory. Not Asuka, not Bianca Belair, nowhere even close. Austin Theory. This was different. This was recorded earlier in the day in the empty arena before anybody was there. Theory is standing in the middle of the ring. He's got a microphone with the United States Championship over his shoulder. This gave me throwbacks and chills, cold chills, actually, of the WWE PC uh, pandemic era shows. No crowd and nothing there but Austin Theory. He addressed John Cena. He said, for some reason, Cena thinks he exposed him on the microphone Theory said he exposed himself by showing that the one thing he can't see in the future, right in front of his eyes. He says he tried to tell him nobody believes him, believes in uh, in him, including John Cena. He said he's in the arena alone because there's no difference between him being in the ring alone or in a sold out arena. He doesn't do it for this WWE universe. He doesn't do it for some punk kid who wants to be the next Austin Theory. He says he certainly doesn't do it to become the next John Cena. He said he does it for himself because he's had a purpose before anyone had an opinion about him. He said it's so sad to know that he would have to let him go down the hero, but he made it personal. He said everybody looks up to him, but it'll be so fitting, he'll be looking up at him. He said he will make Cena believe in him, and he'll make the WWE Universe to believe in him as well. He then looked up at the WrestleMania sign, and that's the way the segment in the empty arena came to a close. Uh, I thought this was fantastic. Great delivery by Austin Theory. He was serious. He didn't joke around. And, man, this, this promo, uh, on top of the, uh, the, the fucking vibes of the empty performance center during the pandemic era, vibes that we got, I mean, this one just hit different. He didn't have the rumblings of the crowd. He didn't have the energy of the crowd. So it's a lot different environment. I can imagine it's a lot more difficult to cut a promo in a serious tone like this without that energy behind you. You got just gotta, it's gotta come from your soul. And that's exactly what Austin Theory did here, man. If you don't think he's the future, if you don't think he's the future, man, you gotta, you gotta go back and, and reassess your 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 thought process. Austin Theory is absolutely showing you why he's the future. Every single time he's out there, he's going to have a fucking banger with John Cena. And and listen, you know, John Cena and Austin Theory are opening night one. It is the first match that you will see Saturday night. Listen, I don't know what WWE's plans are. Typically, they like to start the festivities off early. I think Austin Theory is going to win. But if John Cena beats Austin Theory in the opening of, of, of WrestleMania... And gets the show started off on that hype that we know a WrestleMania show needs. I would not be surprised if Austin Theory drops the United States Championship to John Cena and he goes into Monday Night Raw defending the United States Championship in an open challenge to lose it to some newcomer, whether it's Braun Breaker or Jay White or Zack Ryder or or something along those lines, whoever is rumored to be coming in or getting called up. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? I think that that that's excitement in itself. But I, I don't really see Austin unless they have major plans for Austin Theory to win King of the Ring or Money in the Bank again. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know what their plans are for Austin. Maybe he does drop the title, and then we get a brand new United States Championship that's not named John Cena on Monday Night Raw. It's an interesting uh, situation to see development. We'll f- we'll figure out on Saturday, but. Uh, I think Austin Theory is going to retain. I think him beating Cena is something that needs to happen for him. I mean, beating Cena is bigger than any United States championship or any championship in Austin Theory's future right now. Beating John Cena. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see him go on uh, something resembling a Randy Orton-like legend killer gimmick. Can you imagine that? Imagine he beats John Cena. I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this on the train going to uh, the gym today because I'm, I'm looking at uh, you know the, the, the dirt sheets and I'm looking at the WrestleMania card and all this WrestleMania rumor and getting my week ready. And I'm thinking to myself, imagine John Cena loses to Austin Theory and Austin Theory gets it in his mind that he wants to just eradicate the legends in WWE. He starts with John Cena, then he goes and, and tries and takes out Edge. Wouldn't that be great? For him to go out there and just take down these legends, AJ Styles and all these old-timers, right? Get him out of here. He's the future. I think that'd be a fun little thing for him to do. Not really on the level of what Randy Orton did, but something to really get the ball rolling with him. Give him a little bit more of a dimensional character. I don't know. Just a thought process. It was just a thought in my head, man. I'm just speaking out loud. Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green. And Sonya Deville versus Mechin and Candice LeRae. Three minutes. Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville are going to WrestleMania. And, spoiler, folks, nobody... Uh, let me... Uh, I- I'm going to need to... Uh, nobody, nobody gives a
1: shit.
0: Nobody cares. Kathy Kelly interviewed Paul Heyman. She asked for his response to Cody's comments earlier in the show. He said, Cody doesn't fear the tribal chief because he is not ready. He said, Solo is ready to weaken Cody in his match against Reigns. He said, Cody has never been ready. He said, Reigns is ready for Cody. The guy who had puppy dog eyes his whole career. He says he was never ready to fill the shoes of his father, and he's not ready to be the man of this generation. I said this last week, man. I said this on Friday, too, because he told Solo again on Friday on SmackDown when the match was made official, you're not ready. I said it on Friday. What did I tell you guys? I told you on Friday that the you're not ready is going to come into play in some way, shape, or form. He was telling Solo that he's not ready. Is that going to come back and bite Cody in the ass? And is it Solo's not ready? Or is Cody going to go into mania and prove to us that he is not ready? Is that going to be the foundation of the storyline that we see after WrestleMania that Cody wasn't ready now? And the whole story is what he's got to do to get ready. Because again, you know, Cody may be ready as far as a fan reaction to him. Cody may be ready from an in-ring perspective. Cody may look the part. Cody is ready. But is he really ready? I don't know. That's up for debate. And it's not because of anything Cody can and cannot do. I don't think he's ready because Roman Reigns is not ready to give up the championship. The only reason why I say he's not ready. He's not ready to be the man of this generation. He said he has to take a beating tonight and then absorb the emotional baggage. Reigns will dump on him this Friday and then he'll be ready for one thing only losing to Reigns. He said the glory of his own defeat after disappointing the WWE universe should be ready to acknowledge Reigns in the main event on Sunday. That was basically just a a, a little, you know, capture of what he said here. Go back and listen to the words that Paul Heyman said on tonight's show. Everything that Paul Heyman said to Cody Rhodes tonight should have been uttered by Roman Reigns himself in the very first week that we seen them in the ring together face-to-face. But they had to make it about Dusty. It's got to be about Dusty. All of Roman Reigns and what he said on that night should have been what Paul Heyman said here. Then we get into the stuff that Cody's been doing for the last six years and where he was and how he became this guy and how he became this version of Cody Rhodes, why he left, because he wasn't ready. Why wasn't he ready? Why did the company look down on somebody like that that thought he was going to be a top-tier guy but how to go somewhere else to do it and prove to Vince that he is a top-tier guy, away from the fucking company that employed his family. We never got any of that. Everybody wants to declare, oh, Cody Rhodes needs to win the title because Roman Reigns is boring. Cody Rhodes needs to win the title because Monday Night Raw needs a world championship. Then we get this report that WWE has a new world championship already made. They have a new world championship already to go on television. Russell votes says there is a new belt. I don't know for sure if it's getting a new name. I don't know if one of the titles is going away, but there is a new belt that WWE has made and the decision makers have approved. Like if they wanted to introduce it on TV tomorrow, they could. Those boxes are checked. Then Belt Fan Dan, who is an acclaimed belt maker in the community, he said, and I quote, I haven't heard anything recent about a new WWE championship. In early 2022, I heard Big Gold was pitched as the Universal Championship replacement. And Vince wanted a new unified title made for WrestleMania 40. So Vince wanted a new unified belt made for 40. I haven't heard anything in a very long time, but that could be because I'm out of the loop. It says belt fan Dan. A lot of people are like, oh, this means Cody Rhodes is winning the world title on Sunday night. No, it doesn't. Where in that report does it mean that Cody Rhodes is winning the world championship on Sunday night because Triple H has a new a new WWE title already designed and ready to go. It never said anything like that. The new championship will be in place when two things are ready to happen. One, when Roman Reigns is ready to drop the titles. And when that happens, WWE is either going to have two championships and a brand split and we're going to get championships on Raw again like we did during the brand split. That's, that's going to be a decision Triple H is going to have to come up with because we don't really know if there's going to be a brand split or not. Triple H wants to eradicate the Universal title, and they may actually do that because I don't think they want anybody ever eclipsing Roman Reigns' title run with the Universal title. So they might as well just cancel that one and keep one world championship and make that the unified title in WWE. But all because there's a new championship made doesn't mean Cody Rhodes is winning the world championship. I mean, nowhere in that report does it even signify that. People were losing their shit. Oh, it's time. Oh, it's happening. No, it's not. I don't know why you're getting your hopes up. This is the most unpredictable title match in a very long time. This could swing either way. If Cody wins, great. If Roman Roman Reigns wins, great. But a new WWE championship doesn't signify Cody Rhodes winning the title. It may be specifically for him when he does win it. But we don't know when that's going to happen. Will it be a winged eagle? There's a lot of things that they could have made the championship for. I mean, maybe Triple H is just fucking... He's over. The championship's looking the exact same. You know, not because this means Cody's winning it. What if Triple H just said, you know what, I'm in charge now. We got this fucking ugly blue belt. We got the WWE title, which is the most important title in the fucking business. Looking the same as this blue ugly shit, the universal title. I want to differentiate the titles a little bit. If I'm going to have a brand split, I want one world champion to be unique from the other world champion. I mean, that's a logical reason to get another new belt made. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know if it's going to be a take on What they got now mixed with the winged eagle. I don't know. I don't know. But everybody's losing their shit over a new fucking championship. Nobody knows anything. My opinion still stands. Cody is not ready. He is the guy. But I don't think pulling the trigger on him at WrestleMania is the right way to go. Rey Mysterio and dominic They got their match coming up at WrestleMania. Dominic and Damian Priest are out there as Damian Priest wrestled Rey Mysterio. Dominic cut a promo before the match with Rey. Dominic said it takes a real low life to hit his child. He said he really is a deadbeat, and he'll lose to Priest tonight, and then he'll lose to him at WrestleMania. So we saw the highlights of Dominic scolding his family at ringside on SmackDown. He asked what kind of mother sits there and does nothing when a father hits his son or her son. He said he should have told her to shut up a long time ago. He says he's never said it out loud before, but I wish Eddie was my real father and you never existed. He said his entire family is a disgrace to the Mysterio name, and the Mysterio name will be his after WrestleMania. Boy, oh, Don really knows how to go below the belt, huh? Holy shit. That was a very good promo. Very, very good promo. Excellent. Dominic has been excellent on TV. Rey Mysterio and Damian Priest goes two minutes. Priest dominated early. Whatever you consider early in a two-minute match. Rey made it come back on the top rope. Head scissored Priest in the mat. Landed the 619. Dominic knocked him off balance, so the referee DQ'd Priest. Priest and Dominic attacked right two-on-one. And then out comes Legado del Fantasma, and they saved the day. Priest and Dom fled the ring and fans loudly chanted, you suck at Damian Priest and Dominic. So there you go. Really not much here as far as a match between Priest and Rey Mysterio, but it was all about the promo by Dominic, which set the tone very nicely for their match going into WrestleMania. Backstage, Johnny Gargano, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson saw their names listed on a piece of paper that was hanging on the wall Naming all the participants in the Andre the Giant Loser Battle Royal. Rick Boogs was so excited to see his name on there. Good for him. Elias, nobody's excited to see him at all, said he's a lock to win the trophy. Dexter Loomis walked up to Elias, so he turned the other way. Bronson Reed was standing there as well. Bobby Lashley said that he'd see all of them on Friday. Elias looked nervous because he was talking to uh, Elias was Bobby Lashley. And Boogs says it's going to be super. What do they win if they win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? What, what are they getting this year? A graphic t-shirt from Target, maybe a $25 gift card to Starbucks. What do they get? I mean, I'd take the Starbucks gift card. I mean, that, that's, uh, that's fucking, what, what is that? That's uh, three venti cold brews for me. It's great. Gunther. Gunther. He made his way to the ring, and he went one-on-one with Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziegler's looking more like an 80s hairband reject. Every single time I see him. Six minutes, this guy got chopped into oblivion, did Ziggler. Gunther blocked the zigzag, chopped him out of midair, power bombed him. Last symphony for the win. Gunther destroys Dolph Ziggler. Sounds like a Vince McMahon fucking uh, match. Ah, what is Dolph doing tonight? After the match, Gunther addressed Drew McIntyre and Sheamus at WrestleMania. He says it's a disgrace. He has to defend the intercontinental championship against both of them in one match. But Ziggler is an example of the fate that awaits both men at WrestleMania. It's going to be a banger. It's going to be an absolute banger. Main event. Main event. We got Cody Rhodes and Solo Sokoa in the main event of Monday Night Raw on the go-home show. Very good between these two. Solo's great. Went about 13 minutes or not. Rhodes was in control for a little bit. Solo hit a Samoan drop, took control. Rhodes fights back. He drove Sokoa into the steel steps before wrapping his leg around the ring post. Sokoa's wearing those knee braces, so he targeted the knees and the legs, did Cody. Rhodes tried for a disaster kick, but Solo caught him and hit a suplex. Rhodes came back with some punches, but Sokoa caught him uh, in a suicide dive attempt and drove him into the announce table. Solo hit a uranage onto the announce table ahead of a commercial break. So we come back from break, and Sokoa was still in control. Rhodes started to come back. Forearm, snap power slam, disaster kick, Cody cutter, crossroads, but Solo... Got his foot on the rope after all of that offense from Cody. Broke up the pin. Rhodes tried for a moonsault, but he was distracted by Paul Heyman. Solo moved. Solo set up for the Samoan spike, but Rhodes hit another Cody cutter. Usos came out. Their theme music plays, and this caused a distraction, which allowed Solo to hit a super kick, spinning solo. He got a near fall off of the spinning solo. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens ran out as Sami's music kit, and they equalized the Usos, or neutralized, I should say, the Usos, and took them uh, up the aisleway, into the back, Instead of brawling with them away from ringside. Sokoa blocked a Cody cutter, but Rhodes ducked a Samoan spike, hit the crossroads, and that was it for the win, and Cody gives Solo his first loss. On WWE television. I don't know how I feel about Cody, man. You know, Cody and Reigns is going to be a great match. I I, I don't know what else I could tell you guys about how I feel. I I just don't feel Cody's the guy right now. I don't. I I don't think it justifies enough to take the belts off of Roman Reigns right now. You know, Randy Orton is rumored to be coming back to the WWE at WrestleMania. You know, that's an easy shoe in right there for, for Randy Orton to come and Kind of feud with Cody right out of the gate. I see that going around on social media a lot. I don't know if that's the right thing to do right now, but it is an idea. I don't know what we do. I don't. I'm genuinely 50-50 on what I think WWE is gonna do here. But I don't hate it. Because I like the unpredictability of it's gonna make the match that much more must-see. And I'm okay. I am genuinely okay if Cody wins the world. It's It's not like I'm It's not like I'm fucking, I got money on it. It's not like I'm betting on, it's not like I'm betting the house on Roman Reigns. I'm okay if Cody wins the title. I just want a bigger and better story than what we've been given. I feel like WWE has so much more to give this story between Cody and Roman. This is the reason why he's back. This story should have been so much bigger than it really feels. The match feels bigger than the story. And that's to, that to me is not enough to take the title off of Roman. But I'm 50 50 on it. I'll be okay if Cody wins it. I'll be okay if Roman wins it. I, this is one of those situations where I'm not really torn, you know, or I'm not really tied, I should say, between one or the other. So it's going to be a great match. I know you guys really want Cody to win it because you want the world title back on Monday. Some of you are very pro Roman. Some of you don't really like Cody and the work that he's done. He's already felt forced to some of you. I understand it. Some of you weren't even fans of Cody because of how he left AEW and just don't like Cody, period. Uh, again, I don't blame you for that. But I, I don't really feel like Cody and his time as world champion should happen at WrestleMania. I know it's easy to say WrestleMania is the, the, the place to do it and it's finishing the story at WrestleMania. I get it. But this is not any ordinary guy's in the ring with. I mean, this is a guy that WWE has basically fed an entire roster to. Has Cody done enough within the WWE realm upon his return to warrant him winning the world title of, uh, uh, over Roman Reigns? No. I just don't see it. I, I don't see it. But that's all I got, guys. That is your Monday Night Raw post tonight, the go-home show for Monday Night Raw. I really appreciate you guys hanging out tonight. Had a great show. We got 2,600-plus in the venue. We got seven new members. Seven new members that will be in my mother's basement on Friday. Can't wait. Will Jesse be there? I don't know. I'm thinking about not even letting him in. Anyway, guys, hit that thumbs up, man. We got 744 likes on the live stream. I need no less than 1,000 likes minimum. So make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. And go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. There are plenty of videos, plenty of content for you guys, including last night's podcast. Live on YouTube, documenting the entire story of CM Punk and him blasting AW Creative and Chris Jericho and John Moxley on Instagram this week. So go check all that stuff out, including all the other live streams from last week if you missed it. YouTube shorts, all that stuff on the homepage. And tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Blue Chew, man. BlueChew.com. Getting you ready for WrestleMania week, man. You can't have WrestleMania week without some Blue Chew. It's the greatest long-term booking angle you could possibly ever be involved in, man. Make your road to WrestleMania. A great one with Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that provides the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but they are in chewable tablets, and they come at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night. Plan ahead. Be ready whenever the opportunity arises. So Cody Rhodes is going to be ready when the opportunity arises on Sunday against the Tribal Chief. The process is very simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their licensed online medical providers. And once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. No questions asked. The best part, it's all done online. No visits to the doctor's office. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. No awkward conversations with somebody you don't know or trust. And Blue Juice tablets are made in the USA, and they are prepared and shipped directly to you in a very discreet package. Guys, I talk about first impressions all the time. You're going to have a first impression and... A lasting impression with Blue Chew, and you guys can get it for free today. All you have to do is pay the $5 shipping and handling. It's bluechew.com, code JD, at checkout for your free sample. I want to thank them for being a great friend and sponsor of the podcast right here on Off the Scripts. Max Emerson with a two-month membership in the venue. Max, thank you so much, brother. two months in, and I'm privileged to still be a part of the only chat that matters. Love to some apathy to most. Keep up the great work, brother. Max, thank you so much, man. I'll see you Friday from my mother's basement. Dev becomes a new member. Dev, what the fuck are you drinking, brother? Dev is going to be joining the VIPs in my mother's basement. Joseph Taylor with a $2 super chat. Jay, the favorite ladder match, not named HBK and Scott Hall. Cody and Sammy Guevara comes to mind as of recently. Or the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers a few years ago at... It might have been All Out. Nate, the head of Talent TV... Eight months in the venue. Thank you, brother. Forbidden Door predictions. Tetsuya Naito versus Orange Cassidy. Daniel Garcia versus Zack Sabre Jr. Brian versus Okada. Tanahashi versus Jericho. Omega versus Osprey. Jamie versus Mercedes. It's a pre- pretty solid opinion there, man. Pretty solid predictions there. Fahim. Fahim hater. With a $2 super chat. Can we give Omos a win? He's been losing a lot. No. No, we don't need to give Omos a win. I am not an homo sapien. Crypto and poker with a $2 super chat. What if CM Punk is the leader of the Outcasts? That would be awful. Michelle Moran with a $2 super chat. You can tell Vince had his hands all over Raw this was not a uh, hands-on Vince show. This was a very Triple H-inspired Monday Night Raw tonight. Zetopia Productions. $4.99. Your Roman winning at Mania Take is by far worst ever. Cody's white hot in a draw. Strike when the iron is hot. I mean... This is, uh, this is a fucking idiot who I just called out in the beginning of the show, and then he wants to use what I said as something positive in his super chat. Take your money back, Zetopia. My takes are absolutely on point, and they've been on point for the last two years. I don't need your fucking money, and Cody is not the right guy right now. I don't give a fuck what you say. This guy, look. Oh, Cody's white hot, and Cody's a draw. You gotta strike while the iron is hot! the worst fucking take I've ever heard. This is not a moment when you strike while the iron is hot. Cody's gonna be just as hot on Raw the next night. The fuck are you talking about? Comparing this like it's a fucking Daniel Bryan situation at WrestleMania 30. That's when you strike while the iron is hot. This is Cody's been out for seven months. Oh, he won the Royal Rumble. Let's give him the world title. Fuck of here. Roman's on a Hulk Hogan level title run. Let's make Orange Cassie the world championship in AEW because he's white hot fuck out of here. What a fucking retard. Yeah, damn right I'll enjoy your money. I'm going to Starbucks first thing in the morning thinking about Zetopia Productions. Fucking dumbass. Get him the fuck out of here. I'm bad. Get, get him the fuck out of here. What a fucking asshole. A fucking prick. Get him out of here. Paul Troy with two months. Ray Mysterio slapped Dom so hard, the language switched from English to Spanish during Dom's promo. Michelle Moran with a $2 chat So much for saving Solo's first loss for Roman. Well, I never believed that story anyway. I never believed that story at all. I don't know where that story came from, but uh, there you go. Yeah, Dwayne. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna make a video because JD banned me. He hates his fans. Everybody has their fucking opinions, man. Don't come on my fucking channel and disrespect my fucking opinion. You fucking retard. Get out. Get out. Zetopia, what are you? What are you producing? What are you producing? Sham World with five months. Thank you, man. See you on Friday. Tony Brown with a four ninety nine. There was me. Absolutely, man. All I need is Shresh. That's all I need. Auto Anonymous TV with a new membership. Thank you, Auto. See you on Friday in my mother's basement. What the fuck are you drinking? Jason Barker with a $5 super chat. What do I tell the IWC marks who think that Vince McMahon is not in charge when I bring the receipts and proof? They still don't get it. Jason, the IWC are a bunch of half witted fucking idiots with the IQ of a head of lettuce. I would expect nothing less. They've engulfed themselves in fucking dummy podcasts that rot their brain. They don't know any better. Matt Eagle, yeah, he's producing OnlyFans content while his fucking girl's getting banged by some other guy. He, I guarantee Zetopian Productions is a cuck. Guarantee it. Matt Eagle with a four ninety nine. The show was mid, but here's to the biggest week for the OTS family. JD, thank you, Matt. Tootie Fruity with a one ninety nine. Shouldn't the Raw after Mania be called WrestleMania Raw? No. Jonathan Gastello with a new membership. Thank you, Jonathan. Tootie Fruity, one ninety nine. Favorite WrestleMania match that doesn't include a Hall of Famer. Jesus Christ, that's a fucking tough one, man. Holy shit. Um,
1: man,
0: that is a tough one, man. Holy, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Um,. I don't think that even exists. I don't even think that exists, bro. That's a good question. I, I'm gonna have to ponder on that one, man. Holy shit! Jaxo twenty three with a twenty dollar super chat. Opening day is this week as well. Roman is getting is going to beat Cody at WrestleMania. And listen, if Cody wins, who cares? Braves opening day is on Thursday against the Washington Nationals. Oh look, he came back with his troll account. Look, he came back with his troll account. What an asshole! St. Louis The Truth TV. Oh, my goodness. You know he's got a fucking absolute zero IQ YouTube channel if he's got fucking TV or productions in the fucking name of it. Thank you, Tootie Fruity. Theo with a the $20 super chat. JD, would you want to see a six-man tornado tag team match angle? Eddie, Owen, Brett, Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho in their prime days. Probably not, Theo. Probably not. Just give me Eddie versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. Jericho Punk, Rock Triple H. That's a good one. Those are good ones. James Gender with a new membership. James, thank you so much, brother. See you on Friday. Joseph Taylor, with a five dollars super chat. JD, you say Cody has not the right to win the world title. I would say the people that I legitimately hate, Bianca, would say she was handed everything. No, Charlotte was handed everything, bro. Not Bianca. Nick Williams with a five dollars super chat. You know, let's have Cody lose on WrestleMania thirty-nine at SummerSlam, but have him win at WrestleMania forty in a career versus career match. Doctor Evil Genius with a four ninety nine super chat. Doctor Evil Genius is having a WrestleMania watch party for both nights on his Talking Shit podcast. The Talking Shit podcast will be hosting a filthy casual watch party for both nights. Of WrestleMania, I will be tweeting that out in the afternoon of night one of WrestleMania. That afternoon, so you guys can join them over there if you guys want to have some uh, some new friends to make and watch WrestleMania with. Seeker with a uh, new membership. Thank you, Seeker9 with a new membership. What the fuck are you drinking, Seeker? I'll see you on Friday in my mother's basement. Johnny Cloud with an 18 months. When are you bringing back critiques and connoisseurs? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if it's coming back. man. My guy Big Hodge moved out to Arizona. Right now, I'm just a critique. Or I should say, right now, I'm just a connoisseur. Maybe I'll do something my on my own whiskey related, man. I don't know. Maybe we'll make some whiskey drinks at some point. If the channel goes, uh, fucking goodbye, I'll, uh, I'll re recreate myself as uh, JD the bartender. Not Jordy with a nine ninety nine. Roman wins at Mania, hits a thousand days, then Cody beats him at SummerSlam. Therefore, rain story comes full circle from the night he returned to SummerSlam in twenty twenty. What do you think about that? I love the way you think, Jordy. I love the way you think, bro. Auto Nominus TV with a final super chat. Hey, Jay, just wanted to say, keep doing what you're doing. Also, my birthday is today. I turned 20. Happy birthday to me. Love you and the OTS family. Thank you, Auto. Let me see some birthday cake emojis in the chat for uh, Auto Nama. Namas. I can't pronounce your fucking name right now, bro. I'm so fucking tired. Autonomous. How fucking dumb I am. Autonomous. The name! With a 499. J the you're truly the goat. Nobody comes close. I watch Raw, but God, Kevin Patrick is terrible. Also, I hope we got the original hell in the cell color at WrestleMania. I'm hearing the cell color is black but I do think that we get the regular we're not getting red on Wrestlemania weekend I know that for sure DC with a 550 super chat. I read that Roman is about to be the only wrestler in WWE history to defend the same title reign in three consecutive WrestleManias that's wild Yellowstone with a new membership thank you Yellowstone what the fuck are you drinking Tank whoa with a 4.99. I feel if Cody wins at Mania, that's when he does the struggling like going against King Gunther at SummerSlam or Randy Orton at Money in the Bank. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's the struggle that he needs. so with a 20 dollar Super Chat. I think that if Cody wins at Mania, that's when he does the struggling, like going against King Gunther. Oh, yeah, I just read that. Uh, Tank, whoa. uh, Wait wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. I just read the same thing, but you guys have the same super chat. I think if Cody wins at Mania, that's when he does the struggling, like going against King Gunther at SummerSlam, or Randy on the Money in the Bank. I know Cody will lose, and Jay will turn on Roman. Well, you guys have the same thoughts literally coming in at the same time, man. Holy shit. Yellowstone with a $3 superjack. Glad to be in the OTS family. Thanks, JD, for the laughs. No, well, thank you for being here, Yellowstone. Hopefully you enjoyed your uh, your viewing pleasure of the show. Uh, Sir Toasty with the one month. He says, yeah, 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 Many more months to come here, JD. Much love to you. Hope all the family as well. And happy many season to you, brother. Thank you, Sir Toasty. I appreciate you, bro. Tenario, the $5 Super chat. JD, what WrestleMania matches do you think are underrated? I say Jericho versus Christian. Man, I, listen, man, you guys ask me about these WrestleMania matches. WrestleMania is my least favorite event of the entire year. I notoriously shit on WrestleMania almost every year. This year, I feel a little bit different because Triple H is in charge. Cool bro, $4.99 for a go-home show for WrestleMania. I thought Raw sucked. To not have majority of WrestleMania card in person is unacceptable. It felt like filler. I understand why you feel that way, bro. I really do. I was there at Raw tonight. I was disappointed. Hence the last super chat. Sarit Mohanty with a one month. Lashley vs. Brian Cage at Wrestlemania their story is that Cage had defeated Lashley during Lashley's final appearance at Impact well you guys are really fantasy booking Brian Cage in WWE huh they think so highly of Brian Cage to give him that Wrestlemania moment already Justin Heese Hesse one ninety nine. Uh, I will not read that because I will not be wrenching his name here. Uh, you give me another four ninety nine super chat. Y'all hit the screwball peanut butter whiskey and respect Mister from New York. Thank you, bro. Uh, Ally Rose with a three month membership. Thank you, Allie Rose. Thanks for being the best. So hype for my birthday weekend with Mania Night One and Night Two. Well, what a birthday celebration that's going to be, huh? Jose Martinez with a new membership. Thank you, Jose. I'll see you Friday in my mother's basement. Marzi Christ with a 499. Hey, J.D., what is your favorite ECW moment? Friday going to be lit. OTS for life. Hope John Cena goes back to the doctor of Thugonomics. My favorite ECW moment? Shit, I don't know, man. Probably Shane Douglas's fucking promo when he dumped the NWA title and the ECW title was born. Riddick, classic RK with a 29 months. I agree about Cody 100%. However, you know they want those big moments. Jay turns on Roman, twists and turns. Maybe. Maybe. Ryoku with a $2 super chat. Are you going to stream Resident Evil 4 Remake on YouTube? No, I will be on the new platform called Kick. And Justin... Uh, With a 199 super chat. If anyone disrespects JD on his opinions, get him out. Yes. Nobody understands that. You disrespect me, get the fuck out. It's my show. I do what I want. You come here to disrespect me, get him out. Anyway, guys. uh, We had a great show tonight, man. We had uh, 2,600 plus in here. Appreciate you guys. We need 150 likes for... A 1,000 likes. Can we get there before we get in the Mustang and get on out of here? Uh, Also, guys, make sure you check out the schedule for WrestleMania week. RE for tomorrow. Dynamite Wednesday. OTS Live Thursday. Friday, SmackDown. Debut of My Mother's Basement. Saturday, NXT Stand and Deliver. Watch Along. Saturday, Sunday, WrestleMania, and Monday, Raw, Aftermania live stream. We're going to be busy here on the podcast, man. Justin with a 199. I got the last name right. All love, hog for life. Thank you, brother. So make sure you guys go and do that for me, man. I appreciate all you hanging out tonight. It's going to be a big week. Records are going to be broken. Personal records, that is. I appreciate you guys making O.T.S. the place to be this Wrestlemania weekend being that we will not be in Los Angeles for Wrestlemania weekend but I don't think I would I don't think I would even want to be there to be honest with you I don't think I would even want to be there follow me on social media guys at jd from ny 206 that's twitter instagram tiktok and cameo make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below turn on the bell for notifications Go check out Blue Chew, bluechew.com, code JD at checkout. Free sample. All you have to do is pay the $5 shipping and handling. Continue to hit that thumbs up. Thank you for the super chats. We had nine new members. We got Metalhead for life with a new membership coming in late. Nine new members. You guys are fucking pumped for my mother's basement on Friday, man. I already feel it, man. I feel it in my bones. And go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. And as always, hit that subscribe button down below and turn on that bell for notifications. Guys, have a great night. Thank you for a great stream. Tomorrow we do Resident Evil. I'll let you know what time. Just follow me on Twitter for all the updates. And then next time you see me live, there may be an extra tomorrow as well, but next time you see me live is Jesse and I will be here for AEW Dynamite right here on Off the Script. I'll see you guys on Wednesday right here on the podcast. See you guys later.